Yeah, like, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, like, obvious point that, like, many in the United States, like, is just a, you know, uh, it's an axiom that we, like, you know, the two parties aren't, like, too meaningfully different. And, like, they, you know, there's an illusion of choice, but, like, most of the things, like, between them are the same. Most of the, like, the, a lot of very important things they agree on, and there's simply no option, uh, you know, to uh, express or uh, to propound these views politically. Yeah, um, they even do a kind of, um, they even kind of do a little bit, they quote some conservative writer, uh, like, even the notorious conservative writer so-and-so says that, you know, there, there is no two-party system in America. There is a one-party system with, like, yeah, two wings. Yeah, Republican Party. The Republican Party. Yeah, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, in the early days of Ron Paul, he would always be talking about the, the duopoly. Um, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and like a lot reminds of me of Jesse Ventura's demo Crips and Rebloodlicans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would yeah. Hear, I mean, a lot of you would hear the candidates will talk about like the duopoly and like stuff like you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a standard uh, thing, but I guess maybe uh, the idea was that like for people in the Soviet Union that wasn't necessarily like understood because I think that a lot of this was at least from the, the documentary, it seems this part of it is, is designed to kind of counter some of the propaganda, like Voice of America or whatever yeah. that was, uh, you know, circulating within Soviet countries. Uh, yes, to, they, yeah. they, they spent a whole segment going in on the Voice of America, and they play recordings from it that actually was a really great passage um and i remarked last night when i was watching it that uh you know it plays kind of these very kind of mild and not not frothing u.s propaganda segments from you know hello there listener you know it's in russian yeah. but it's like hello there listeners we have a new uh, bach concerto to play and uh we're just gonna blah 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 and like you know um very and kind yeah, of calm and like npr verse or whatever yeah like, here's a know? bible verse from like yeah. you know galatians 14 3 and yeah. um kind of subtle and they like stop it and the sociologist is like see what they're doing here like <laughs> basically what they are doing is they are they they aren't coming out in front with like their propaganda and their manipulation, but they're trying to build a sort of uh, I forget the exact term he uses, it, but intimacy. it sounded what's that? Intimacy. Which yeah, I, a sense I, of intimacy, yeah. which sounded a lot like kind of building parasocial relationships and reminded me actually a lot of like podcasting. Yeah, exactly. I thought of, I mean, it's the same thing. It's radio. So yeah. and I think that a lot of these podcasts like also have. A similar function which is why i think a lot of them are like somewhat sus uh like yeah you know, yeah because they're they're a very intimate medium um yes like yes. you know there's something that like it's always like in your home and your car like it's just you and the podcasters like you're being uh -huh. brought into like kind of this like yeah like basically like a parasocial relationship mm -hmm. uh you know mm -hmm. where and a lot of people like I mean, if you can see, like, how some of the stands of certain podcasters behave, like, they mm -hmm. act like, you know, their friends are being attacked or, like, their girlfriends are being attacked, yeah, you know, like... You know, I mean, uh, like, what would explain, I don't know, just the spitballing here, like, the popularity of maybe something like a come town uh, to uh, be as popular as it is when it's just, like... Yeah, come town uh, is really, like, that's a, a very sad situation because... 
you know, no offense if you love the come boys or whatever, uh. but like, I just feel like we all have, or like a lot of us males, a lot of us American males have a certain nostalgia for like maybe college or like those uh-huh. days of like hanging out with your homosocial friends and like, <laughs> you know, making stupid jokes and that type of thing. And like, it's just like this kind of, but like, because like it's not that and it's like so hopeless to kind of reclaim that i feel like that is just like kind of depressing like yeah, because yeah. like it's a sort of like mockery of like you know it's a sad kind of like pageant that's like trying to sort of replicate that and it just like will never you know it's like these old dudes like trying to like being like like you know like trying to be shocking or stupid, like we're the cum boys like yeah it's like going know. into a musty basement where like the something awful forums still live on exactly yeah like it's kind of, yeah exactly it's like you know your friends who like yeah exactly like uh it, for some people i think it's a way to try to hold on to the past but like in practical terms like doing that is kind of gross like you don't really want to at this point like go into a disgusting basement like uh, yeah and yeah to, you know to use a come town term like sit on a hot couch or whatever and like Ooh, it, you know. it, it, it smells like yeah. bong water um, yeah exactly yeah uh, so um yeah you know no like, offense yeah to any cum boys out there but i am not uh <laughs> I, yeah, I think well that it, uh, yeah yeah and i think that you know in uh peripheral domains uh one could see how you know, uh, an interested party, like, paying attention uh, could see how that could be uh, that same sort of dynamic, that same intimacy, that same power that the podcast form obviously has uh, could mm-hmm. be used, like, you know, in a, uh, you know, in a more politically uh, productive, like, or, you know, uh, subversive Destructive, fashion. yes, yeah. subversive um, fashion. Yeah, yeah like, uh, it could be used, you know, if you kind of replicated the convoy dynamic, but uh, sort of introduce, like, a political slant and use that to deliver political opinions, it could function hmm. in a very similar way, uh, you know, to Interesting. The, the intimacy of the Voice of America, you know. Yeah, so, yeah and then, yeah. you know, I, you I could think... could even use that to manage... Like, uh, suspicion about those types of techniques, uh, like the psyops, things like that. You could even create a podcast, uh, that, you know, would be, uh, discussing these topics, um, you know, that would be kind <laughs> of, like, adjacent to the cumboy verse, um, you know, mm-hmm. just in case, uh, anyone would be maybe catching on or getting curious in that direction, you could, you know, create some kind of podcast that would sort of intercept that and, uh, sheepdog everyone back into the into uh-huh. the cum fold um yep. you know uh yeah exactly yeah, um, yeah you, you probably could there could be you could easily imagine a situation today where there are you know a thousand <laughs> little voice of america's running around yeah um, uh all with their own micro audience not just you know broadcast widely to entire populations but you know using yeah. um using you know uh tactical nostalgia um, yeah, and they even have the sophisticated technique of irony, which is, like, not really something that, like, in 1980s Voice of America would be using, but now, like, you have the 
very sophisticated, uh, which, you know, to be fair, we're kind of using right now, um, but, like, uh, and pretending that, like, you know, we're being hypothetical, but, like, uh, you know, uh, where you can kind of, like, pretend and be like, uh, what if I were pro-Israel? <laughs> like, what if I were, like, CIA? <laughs> mm, yeah, um, like, yeah um, or just, you know, be like, I think the protests in Belarus are hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Steve Bannon is daddy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and just yeah. slide it Although right I in there. I don't know if that's ironic. Yeah, like um, I but, don't know yeah. if that's ironic. Always, when the big money is sleepless because of the upcoming crisis, there is no time for democracy. But we should notice that violence cannot exist without cover-up. It cannot exist without professionals who create or create such attractive images. We will tell you how along with terror against its own and foreign nations, imperialism increases use of methods that, at first glance, are not connected with violence. Recall an interesting pattern. When the crisis is growing, suddenly hundreds of pop titles appear. Grand Masos. Chronicle of Sixties recorded an explosion of youth riots, appearance of young leaders whose guitars call you to the barricades. But remember, when the riots have grown too big, other people get into this business. They put other idols far away from the barricades. They were able to distract the youth and replace the real protest to such an illusion of protest. That was then, and so it is today. Any kind of revolution in sex, music, fashion. Any kind of revolution, except the social revolution. We shall tell you about the arsenal of techniques that in essence are a secret suppression of the individual. Suppression that sometimes forces millions to think and behave as needed to the people who enforce the social order. We are talking about disinformation and half-truths from which the best kinds of lies are prepared. Exploitation of feelings and emotions, instincts and prejudices. To put it briefly, we are talking about manipulation of the mind and behavior of man. To the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of Frequency at patreon.com slash subliminaljihad.